Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, my son Jonathan reports on his latest kayak camping adventure on Lake Superior. Eric Prince talks about summer fun in Florence County. And firefighter John Brown invites you to a sporting clay shoot to support a camp for kids who've suffered burn injuries. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. Time now for Madison Outdoors. It's brought to you by Pappas Trading Post, southern Wisconsin's largest Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H. Can't miss it. Two giant arrows let you know you're right there. And you can also find them online at PappasTradingPost.com. You hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and also on our podcast on LakeLink, on iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us now from somewhere up north is Duffy Cuff. Well, Duffy, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Well, <laughs> you do that. Uh, do it if you hear my uh, teeth chattering while we're doing this. It's pretty cold up here right now. Well, we could use a little of that cooler weather down here in Wisconsin. So where are you exactly? Yeah, we are at a place called the Keystone Lodge up on Cedar Lake, and it's just a wonderful place. Uh, I put a plug in for these people because the two people I own, a husband and wife, they run a top-notch operation. It's not a real fancy place, but it's nice, it's clean, they're friendly, and they do whatever you can for it. Jeff, we blew a tire on the way up to about eight miles off the gravel road that we had to come through to get to this camp, and uh, we found out he needed uh, a bunch of new tires on the, on the boat trailer, and they actually drove it and dried it and got it. The, the tires and we're ready to go when we have to leave. You're in Ontario, obviously. Yes. So how is the fishing then? The fishing has been uh, very, very good, especially for Jeff. Uh, not so much for me. He, he's got a touch with some of those topwaters that I don't have. We're getting better at it, and we've got a, got a ways to go. The guys that we knew were up here a week before us, they caught 11 fish. Boy, you're breaking up there. I, I think their system here, and I'm talking about a regional system, <clears throat> uh, the, the people that own this place said that that went out last Friday, and they've had a problem with it ever since, so... Yeah. Well, we heard that Rogers, the supplier for most of eastern Canada, is down or was down, and they haven't figured out why. Yeah. So that uh, may be... might be the problem, then. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll try to make it work anyway. Uh, fishing has been uh, really good, especially for Jeff. Not so much for me. Uh, we're working on it. Uh, he and I have been doing stuff like this together for many years and doing tournaments together and stuff, so they're teamwork uh, that we have going uh, earlier today where I didn't net that thing of course I'm the net man and got on the outside of the net and we actually ended up being able to, to reach over the side of the boat and grab that fish and put it on board so we could uh, release it uh, 
return release it. Well, the the biggest one we've had is a little, a little bit over uh, 40 inches and a very, very healthy fish. I mean, it's not real long, but it was uh, very, very thick. And it's funny because uh, uh, most of the fish that have been put into the boat, instead of these big musky lures that we all own, a bunch of, we're throwing uh, number five nets, and some of them are pink, and those are the things that are working. Well, you got to do whatever they want, I guess. You got to give them what I they want. Did when we, yeah, we've been beating it pretty good mm -hmm. with those. Uh, we've been doing a lot of jackpot and some fat bastard and other topwater stuff, and that's been working from time to time. We've had some really exciting blowups that uh, we did. I had a had a couple today that they come behind and they big big swirl and they're gone and it's like they never touch the actual lure because you can't feel any contact because you can't be trying to set the hook if there's there's no tension on the line because obviously the fish doesn't have it you have to discipline yourself not to set the hook just because there's a swirl behind your bait yeah that takes a that's a learning curve isn't it for topwater fishing the pattern that we've run into is you have some weeds that grow up in about uh, six seven sometimes eight feet of water but closer as you go inshore you have a lot of weeds and stuff like that so the pattern that we've kind of discovered is that no matter what the setup is with weeds or rock or whatever it is if you don't have some reeds in the background not getting any bites. That's interesting. I have seen that on some lakes in northern Wisconsin, in particular north and south twin, where you've got the reeds, and we're talking about bulrushes. That's where the fish are. Yeah, and quite a number of pike. I mean, nothing real big or anything, but they're in there. But then you get out a little bit deeper, six feet of water, maybe up to eight feet of water, and that's where the muskies are. Interesting. Okay. Well, you're obviously um, having a good time there in Canada. What do you know about the Madison chain? What's going on back home? <laughs> I know it's getting warm down there. Yes. Uh, my biggest fear is when we get back that the water temperatures on uh, Monona and Wabisa are going to be 80 degrees and the season gets shut down for musky. Then my alternative is usually... You, I can find places uh, that I've fished in the past on Mendota where I can start uh, finding those bigger pike. Uh-huh. And anything else on the chain that you've heard? I think the panfish right now is a little bit off and on. Uh, weeds, obviously, are still, I mean, we, this is repetition of what we've talked about in the past. And the low-light situation uh, usually helps. Now, you drove to Canada, and I understand you had a little uh, tire trouble on your way up there. Well, we did. I mean, it's it's really a long haul up here. The first day, we, we drove up to Winter, Wisconsin. We have a place up there that we get to stay, uh, save us a couple of bucks, and then that next morning, we get up real early and, and go through at uh, International Falls, which was a piece of cake, and then we, we get into about three hours north into Ontario, and there's a turnoff there to come to uh, the lodge that we're at here. And about eight miles before we got to that turnoff, we blew a tire on the, on the trailer tire. Oh, boy. And the flies were out that day, and they were biting. Huh. <laughs> well, maybe that's a sign that the fish are biting, too. Sometimes that's true. Yeah, and actually there's a lot. I don't know if they're actually meat flies. They're a little bit smaller, but there's a lot of those. Uh, flying around on the side of my truck and stuff and uh, dead bodies in the water that we've seen. 
No trouble crossing the border. Any concern up there about Americans coming and bringing who knows what disease in this year? Oh, I think they're more concerned with Americans bringing money in. The lodge here is doing very, very well, so they're happy with how the summer's gone after years of basically no business. We're happy to get across the way we did because, you know, you've got to have your passport. And you've got to take a picture of your passport, and you've got to have a picture of your immunization card, and those are tied to it. So when you get there, you give them your passport, they scan that, and everything falls right into place. I mean, besides the guy with the bad French accent that we had just asking about the food you're bringing in, and the alcohol, and tobacco, and firearms, and everything else, it all went very well. It probably didn't take us five minutes. Well, that's good. Well, Duffy, I think we're going to let you go here. Uh, I think we're uh, experiencing technical difficulties, as you and I mentioned, uh, as we had to uh, reconnect a couple times. The Rogers uh, Internet and Telephone System up there in Ontario and, and much of eastern Canada has experienced trouble this week. They don't seem to know what it is. Maybe they will by the time uh, this airs, but um, I'm sure that's what's causing our difficulties. So. At least we were able to okay. connect and talk a little bit. Thank okay, Dan, I appreciate your efforts on that. Oh, my goodness, and, and I appreciate your patience. So thanks so much, and uh, have fun and drive safely on your way home, and, and uh, get some pictures of those muskies when you, uh, when you get them in the boat. Okay, very good. We'll see you. You take care. Duffy Cup with the Madison Outdoors Report. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com and all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me this week from a campground in Mirror Lake State Park is Jeff Kelm. Jeff, how's it going out there? Good, Dan. I think I figured out while you were doing your intro is I think I just don't like sleeping at home. I mean, <laughs> yeah. gone all the time. No, we're... It's a family camping at Mirror Lake. This is the first uh, experience here at this state park and uh, enjoying it. We got to go walk over to the state trail at Echo Rock, uh, which is pretty neat to, to see the rock formations. And um, it's really been a nice experience here at the campground. Good. And the kids are enjoying it? 
bike riding, riding scooters, and eating everything and napping. Yeah, all, all, all good things for kids to do and for adults to do, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're in a camping vehicle of some sort. We're in a camper, yeah. We This is not our camper. We actually used a website similar to like an Airbnb or a Verbo, but this is for uh, for campers. Uh, the one we used was called RV Share. This is totally, you know, th- th- that's a, it's a plug to them, but we're not getting anything out of it. We uh, used that to find a camper that was available and uh, rented it. A real nice couple right out of the Dells here who uh, have their camper available on the site and you pay much like an Airbnb or a hotel. You pay per night, and uh, you get to take the camper, use the amenities, and uh, kind of get to the experience without having to pay the full price of buying a camper. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I've heard of that that um, app or website or, or whatever it is, whatever you call those things yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. So great. Well, listen, we'll get a full report next week after you've had several days there, but you were at two state high school fishing championships last weekend. I don't know how you managed to coordinate that, and I know what you mean about sleeping at home or not sleeping at home, but tell us about those. Yeah, Dan, so we had uh, two different events over the weekend. We had the Minnesota State High School Championship and the Wisconsin State High School Championship, and the Minnesota one was held at Mille Lacs. Interesting take on that. Mille Lacs changed some rules, and if anybody fished Lake Mille Lacs or has interest in Lake Mille Lacs, you probably are aware the walleye rules are real, real goofy up there. Well, they're starting to change some things on the bass side as well. They have changed it that during the harvest season, so, you know, you're basically your game fish opener till September, you cannot keep bass over 17 inches, period, end of story. Wow. Which... According to their creel surveys and the biologists over there, it's awfully difficult to find fish under 17 inches right now on the lake. Hmm. And that was proven true during the Minnesota State High School Championship. The anglers were challenged by trying to find fish under 17, and most would have brought home a limit of 18-plus inch fish, five fish at that. But uh, unfortunately, they couldn't keep them if they're over 17. And uh, But you know what? There was still a winner, Dan, and that's what happens in these events regardless of what happened. Uh, we had Aiden Holm and Reed McCalla. They weighed 9 pounds, 15 ounces, 5 fish. They were the only team to bring 5 fish to the stage that fit within the 12 to 17-inch size range, hmm. and that's what got them that win. They were the Becker High School team, and they get a chance to fish the national championship in lacrosse in 23. We went over to Wabisa, Lake Wabisa, the Madison Chain, yep. for the uh, Wisconsin State High School Championship. Uh, we only had eight teams there. Wisconsin's high school, the participation rate isn't quite as high as Minnesota. And uh, so we tend to just have a smaller event, which is okay because these are passionate anglers and they're good at what they do. Uh, we had Hayden Fry and Griffin Geith. They won. They're from Brookfield East High School, 12 pounds, 15 ounces, weight five fish, kept all five alive did a great job on the Madison chain, and they also got a berth to the national championship in lacrosse in 23. Fantastic. Well, have you got other tournaments coming up? Yeah, we got the uh, Michigan State High School Championship this next week. Weekday event because we're on Lake St. Clair, and it is so busy on the weekends. We can't run an event up there on the weekend without really endangering the students. So uh, we uh running uh, that during the week. So we'll be over there for that event. That should be a great event. Some really big smallmouth in Lake St. Clair. 
and uh, I think the high school students will really enjoy that. Well, fantastic. Well, Jeff, we will let you enjoy the rest of your camping trip, and I'll catch up with you again next week. Sounds great, Dan. Thanks. You bet. Well, here's something I think anyone interested in conservation and natural resources ought to be interested in. Patrick Durkin's recent blog post and article points out that two Wisconsin congressmen, Representatives Grothman and Tiffany, have co-signed a bill that was drafted by Representative Andrew Clyde of Georgia that would abolish Pittman-Robertson. Now, that's the Federal Aid in Wildlife Restoration Act, commonly known as PR, and that bill would also severely cut the Dingle-Johnson Act, the Federal Aid in Sport Fish Restoration Act. These two acts date back to 1937 for PR and 1950 for Dingle-Johnson. They provide for an excise tax on hunting and fishing equipment, which is paid by the equipment manufacturer. It's built into the price that we pay. Funds are distributed to the states to help pay for wildlife, fish, and habitat conservation and restoration, and other things like hunter education. Pittman-Robertson has generated more than $15 billion for wildlife conservation, hunting, and recreational shooting opportunities in Hunter Ed., and it distributed $1.5 billion in 2021 and again a billion and a half in 2022. Wisconsin's share of that billion plus was $32.4 million last year and $43.7 million this year. Now that $43.7 million is a record number and it's pretty good evidence that Wisconsin hunters and shooters have no issue with these excise taxes on sporting equipment that, in Representative Clyde's words, are treacherous threats that seek to weaponize taxation in order to price this constitutional right out of the reach of average Americans. Well, he's talking about the right to bear arms, the Second Amendment. He says that Pittman-Robertson prices that constitutional right out of the reach of average Americans. Well... Guess what? That's pure BS. And by the way, a bunch of conservation and gun rights groups have signed a letter to both the House Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance Committee in support of Pittman-Robertson. And these groups include pretty well-known entities, the National Rifle Association, National Shooting Sports Foundation, the Archery Trade Association, the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfile, Safari Club International, Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young Clubs, Pheasants Forever, Whitetails Unlimited, the National Deer Alliance, the National Wild Turkey Federation, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. Now, if Representatives Grothman and Tiffany are your congressmen, let them know you think their support of this legislation is a really bad idea. It's an affront to conservation, and contrary to what the bill's author claims, it's an attack on the exercise of our sporting heritage tradition. If you want to read Pat Durkin's entire article on this topic, I encourage you to do that. You'll find it at patrickdurkinoutdoors.com. It's also published in the latest issue of Wisconsin Outdoor News, and I know a lot of you listeners read that paper. Well, coming up, Florence County's new Director of Economic Development, Eric Prince, tells us why he moved from Milwaukee to Florence County and what's going on up there this summer. John Small reports on his five-day kayak guide trip on Lake Superior. 
And we'll start things off with John Brown inviting us to a sporting clay shoot at Waterloo Gun Club next Saturday to support a camp for kids who've suffered burn injuries. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small, We have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. And joining us now is John Brown. He's a firefighter and a member of the International Association of Firefighters Local 311 in Madison. And he's the founder of an outfit called First Do Outdoors. You can find them on Facebook at First Do Outdoors WI. And that's do, D-U-E. Well, John, thanks for joining us. And welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thanks for having me, Dan. Tell us what First Do Outdoors is all about. First Do Outdoors is um, mostly just uh, a way for me to share uh, my passion, both of the the fire service as well as the outdoors. Primarily just sharing stories as far as getting other first responders outdoors, using it as kind of a coping mechanism for some of the things that we see and deal with. And kids as well, being most first responders are very into promoting the future of, of the communities that we serve whether it be through fire safety or, or other avenues. And, and for me, that avenue is the outdoors and, and promoting the outdoors any way that I can. Now, you're a professional firefighter, and you started as a volunteer, right? Yeah, well, um, I just want to preface that by saying volunteers are professionals as well. In our realm, professional usually means career, but I just want to you know, elaborate on that, that, that anybody, whether they go on one call a year or a thousand calls a year, they're all professionals in, in what they do. But yes, I started as a volunteer right out of high school in a, a small community where my family's from and eventually worked my way up, became a career firefighter in 2012, and I've been with uh, Local 311 since then, and I, I joined the Madison Fire Department in 2014. 
All right, and you folks are hosting a sporting clay shoot coming up next Saturday, July 23rd, at Waterloo Gun Club. Tell us about that event. The event benefits the burn camp. So the burn camp is put on by the Professional Firefighters Wisconsin Charitable Foundation. And what the camp is, is it is a way for children that have suffered um, life-altering burn injuries to, to kind of cope with that and to become survivors and provide them ways to deal with, with some of the issues that they encounter, whether it be physical, mental, emotional. And so the, the shoot itself is going to be raising funds to help put that on. This camp is put on free of charge to, to all children that attend it and their families. They don't have any out-of-pocket cost to attend this camp. Oh, that's fantastic. How can someone who might want to send a youngster to burn camp, how can they find out about it? Professional Firefighters of Wisconsin Charitable Foundation website is pffwcf.org, and there's a tab on there for burn survivor support. And there's many other programs that the Charitable Foundation does support and offer, burn camp just being one of the ways to do it. They provide support for people of all ages, from children through adults. Uh, the burn camp is specifically more more for the, the younger generation, the, the children and young adults. And this is at Waterloo Gun Club. Tell us where that is. Waterloo Gun Club is located just north of Waterloo, Wisconsin at N1029 County Highway T. And Waterloo itself is just located about 20 minutes east of Madison. Talk a little bit about the youngsters who participate in this burn camp. You mentioned that they might have uh, physical, They certainly if they were burned, they have physical issues and maybe some psychological issues as well, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. The children that come to this camp come from all over the state. Uh, we do have some that come from neighboring states as well, uh, just because of proximity. Wisconsin's camp is sometimes closer for them and easier for them to get to than the camp in their particular state. So the week-long camp goes from, from August 8th through August 14th. It's hosted at Camp Timberley in East Troy, Wisconsin. And there's activities every day. I used to be a counselor, and I did a few years as the camp director of this camp. These are full packed days of activities to um, allow these youngsters to be around other people that, that kind of understand what they've been through, being that it's, it's other burn survivors. And it allows them to open up to people that really truly do understand what they've been through and and provide them their own network. There's kids that have come through this camp that have they create lifelong friendships with both the other campers as well as the counselors that all volunteer for it. This camp is put on by 100% volunteers as well. And how common is that kind of injury? You're a firefighter. You see it, I would imagine, frequently when you're out there on the job. Through uh, fire safety and prevention efforts, annual burn injuries are decreasing. Fortunately, because of the capabilities of, of our, our medical field, Children are getting treatment and in more areas, too. There aren't just isolated centers that deal with burn injuries. Burn care is improving. And with that, they're getting better treatment, but it's also disconnecting them from the hospitals that really put on this camp and help put on this camp. And so we're kind of losing track of where these kids are that are suffering these burn injuries and trying to figure out ways to make them even aware that this camp exists. So overall, the camp numbers have been decreasing which is a good thing because it, it means that there's less kids getting burned, but it also means that we're just not reaching all the kids that are suffering these injuries, and we're not able to get them the information about this camp and, and how to participate in it. Okay, so that's one thing that we're trying to do now, talking with you a week ahead of time. So if people want to participate, want to shoot, or maybe just want to come out and support this 
cause, they can just show up? Yep. There's no pre-registration required for this event. It is, uh, it's an open to the public event. Um, they can just, they can come. There'll be food. They can shoot if they want. Uh, there's a 50 bird Lewis class trap shoot as well as a 50 bird Lewis class five stand shoot. And if people aren't familiar with five stands, think of it as sporting clays without the walking. It's all shot basically at a trap house, but it's a sporting clays type course with birds coming from different areas. It's extremely fun. It's new to the Waterloo Gun Club, and I know we're real excited to, to host that. All right. Well, John, thanks so much for sharing this, and uh, we wish you and everyone else who is involved in both the burn camp and the shoot uh, the best of luck for a great event, and hope you raise a lot of funds to keep that program going. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to Ann, and I look forward to seeing the listeners out at the shoot on July 23rd. All right. Well, folks, Waterloo Gun Club on County Road T, just north of Waterloo, is where to go. They have a Facebook page, Waterloo Gun Club. And to learn more about the Burn Camp and the Foundation, go to pffwcf.org. That stands for the Professional Firefighters of Wisconsin Charitable Foundation. So it's pffwcf.org. John, thanks so much, and uh, we hope that you have a great event. Thanks a lot, Dan. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. You can learn details about all these activities and places at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now is Eric Prince. Eric is the new director of Florence County Economic Development. And Eric, I understand this is your first day on the job? This is it. First day. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, in the, I'm in, the, in the bottom of the courthouse, my new office. Well, welcome to uh, your new job and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You bet. Now I'm glad I'm glad I caught you earlier today. Yeah, I'm glad you did call. Well, uh, you called because our good friend Wendy Gelhoff said you ought to get in touch with me, and I've been waiting to hear from whoever the new director is. You've got some big shoes to fill there, fella. I think you know that. Yeah, I do. You know what? I love Wendy. She's she's done a great job. She's done this for 17 years, and and. Um, uh, you know, I've been friends with her and Jim and, and the, the, the family for quite a while. So, But she's done a great job in Florence County, and yeah, I do have some big shoes to fill. So we'll see what I can do. Well, I'm looking forward to working with you because uh, Florence County has been a regular sponsor of the show for quite a while. And before we get into what's going on here, uh, tell us a little bit about what brought you to Florence County. I originally grew up in Boston, Massachusetts. My dad was actually from Florence. We'd fly out specifically for hunting season and be here for Thanksgiving, and we got to know a lot of the families in the area. We There were several families that we actually ended up having Thanksgiving with. We had big Thanksgivings. It was a lot of fun. And all the camaraderie that went along with it. At the time, we had 160 acres out on Brule Dam Road. It was great. I was a teenager when I started hunting. 
I fell in love with it, and I've been doing it ever since. I ended up moving to Milwaukee in 1993, and I've been there ever since, and I've met my wife, and we have two kids, my wife April, and uh, my daughter Brianna, and our grandsons live in Las Vegas, and my son Jacob is actually going to be moving out uh, as we're selling the house in Milwaukee, and we're actually moving out up here thanks to the new job, so that's where it's been. Yeah, so you you have a long history in Florence County. What is the attraction for you, besides the fact that your family had land there and you came back to hunt? You can't not love Florence. It's about the people. I'm a people person. I love to sit and talk to a stranger about whatever and find out more about them, you know, and I've done that a lot here, and mm. I've had I've had an opportunity to make some great friends. I love the outdoors. Our place is in Fern, and we sit in between three lakes. The end of my driveway is a UTV, ATV, snowmobile trail. I mean, what's not to love about that? Rather than having sirens like it in the middle of the night in Milwaukee or somebody making a ruckus back in your alley, this is God's country. It's, it's a beautiful place. The people are wonderful. There's lots to do. You know, I had one of my neighbors actually say, what the heck are you going to do up there? And the laundry list is long. <laughs> yeah. People don't recognize, and it's year-round. Yeah. So, you know, you hear about how cold and barren, and you know what? You dress for it. There's snowshoeing. There's, there's hunting. There's ice fishing. I, we, we stopped and saw um, some friends of ours that run camel, um, and they're teaching these kids how to ice fish, and it was fantastic. Families out there. That's what it's about. Get these kids off their phones and, you know, learn about all the wonderful things that the world has to offer us, the real world. You know what I mean? I, so I it's, know. It's, yeah, yeah. I am very blessed. Uh, I'm very blessed that I was able to step into this role and, and to be, be part of Florence County. Well, that's fantastic. So, uh, you know, you're new on the job, but I imagine you have some goals as director. I've had people asking me about goals for the last couple of weeks, and I look at them and go, I, I don't know yet. I have a lot to learn. You know, I've been in the I've been in the IT business for over 35 years. I do know a lot about about business and community and other things that you know you and I have talked about. I need to understand the community a little bit better, and in, in a few aspects, you know, I need to get out and meet with some of the business folks, um, understand what, see where their challenges are, where I can help them. There's some of the tools of the trade that I'm still going to learn, that I still need to learn in order to, uh, you know, get grants, you know, do that kind of thing. But overall, I do have some ideas, although I don't think I'm going to spout anything out on day one, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially, on, especially on your radio show. <laughs> um, but I, I do, uh, I'm a little bit of an idea guy, you know, between um, my festivals and, and working with the admirals and some of my events and, and you know, maybe um, I can help some things with tourism and i think that um i think that we're going to do some great stuff and yes those shoes are still pretty big from wendy and i'm hoping that she can help me with a few things but um uh, I'm, I'm pretty motivated you sound uh, very upbeat about it of course most people are i guess on the first day uh, of, of a new job but uh but you've got sure. some experience with events uh you told me off air that you did a lot of work with the milwaukee admirals and other events there so I would imagine you're going to bring some of that savvy and maybe some of those connections to Florence. You know, I sure would like that. Almost 30 years in Milwaukee, I was the president of the Wisconsin Technology Association for the last six years. I grew that with my team. We, we had a really good board, and they still are. The new board is fantastic. I'm still on as past president through the end of the year. We're very ingrained in the tech community, which is something that 
we're growing down in southeastern Wisconsin. And then beyond that, I do work with, I still work with the admirals. Um, I've worked with the people from Summerfest. You know, I have kind of a little bit of a rounded, diverse background, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that I can do that. I would love, in, my, in the IT business, there are many people that work remote. Well, who wouldn't want to work remote and then be able to go for a swim? Or in the, it's what happens with my wife. She works for a company. She's on a global team. All she needs is an Internet connection. So here we are. We're going to be moving here, and she can work, put in her 10, 12 hours and or whatever it is that she does, and, and uh, it's just an Internet connection. There's a lot of people that can do that. There's a whole aspect of having places for people to live and, and that kind of thing, which we have a, a groundbreaking tomorrow for a 44 unit complex that's being built here in Florence that came in under Wendy. So there's a lot of different facets to this that I'll learn as I go. Um, but, you know, having the great outdoors, have, having everything here is just is fantastic. So Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are events um, periodically throughout the year. Wendy and I always talk about those, and you've got one that by the time this airs on the weekend, um, it'll be in full swing. But some people listen to the show on the podcast, which comes out a couple days before, and that's the annual picnic and trap shoot at Big Four Plus Sportsman's Club. What can you tell us about that? They have a 50-bird uh, Lewis trap shoot at 8, and then um, a meat trap shoot, and then there's a picnic that goes from 11 till 5. There's going to be food refreshments, uh, you know, raffles, and um, it's, it's down on settlement. Settlement Road in Long Lake. It's been a while since I've been down that way, but I think it's like a 20, maybe 25-minute ride uh, west of, uh, of Florence. So, um, you know, these, these events are always a lot of fun, I, you know, especially when we have weather like we're having today. Who would want to get out and just in, enjoy other folks, shoot some, shoot some guns and, you know, have some refreshments and, and just enjoy the day? And it, it's, it's worth checking out. All right. One more uh, question for you about... Your waterfalls. Now, Wendy and I always talk about the waterfalls. I would assume that they are one of the big attractions now that summer is in full swing and uh, the weather is nice. I'll tell you what. Just to get out and hike, get in by the waterfalls. Uh, the last one I was to was Myers Waterfalls. It's a great place to to hike, take some pictures. You can fish. They're absolutely wonderful. It's great exercise. You get outside. It's really a good time. Well, Eric, we're going to let you go because I'm sure you've got a lot of uh, things to uh, learn about there on your first week on the job, and you don't need to spend all your time with us, but I certainly appreciate your taking 10 minutes to talk with us about your new position, why you like Florence County, and what folks can do if they come up there this summer. So we will catch up with you again probably in August when you've uh, had a month uh, on the job and uh, see what's going on then, okay? Sure, that sounds great, and I love Florence County, not just like it, I love it. If anybody ever has any questions about the area, they can reach out to me via the, the uh, website. I'm right here at the courthouse. All right, well, Eric, thanks so much. Enjoy the summer, enjoy your new job, and we'll catch up with you soon. Dan, thanks so much. You bet. Eric Prince is the new director of Florence County Economic Development. Their website is exploreflorencecounty.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio right after this.
Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camel Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. And joining me now from Bayfield for another Lake Superior report is my son Jonathan. John and his wife Sally Ann are guides with Whitecap Kayak Outfitters out of Washburn. Their website is whitecapkayak.com. Well, John, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you just finished guiding a several-day kayaking trip in the Apostle Islands. Was This wasn't your longest trip, was it, to date? It was the same as my longest trip. It, it turned out to be five days. And where did you go? We left from Little Sand Bay on the peninsula and paddled to Sand Island and then paddled over to York Island. And during that paddle, that crossing from sand to York, it was determined uh, by the clients that this was enough. And <laughs> so we ended up camping there and, and heading back to sand and camping there some more and and then returning to the mainland and doing a trip to the mainland sea caves. Okay, so you spent five days out there altogether. Well, we spent three nights. Mm-hmm. And then one night back on the mainland, 
And yeah, so it came to five days total, but huh. only three in the islands. Okay. And were your how many clients did you have? Uh, just two. Uh, two gentlemen from New York who were experienced paddlers and were keen to see the sea caves, and that was what we gave them. Okay. Now, you say they said that's enough. Yeah. They, um, you know, we do a questionnaire uh, before anyone signs up for a trip or when they sign up and just kind of find out their paddling experience and their goals, and, and they assured us that they paddled 20 miles a day on a few trips and that this should be no problem. And, you know, we did a, a couple-mile crossing and then followed that with a couple more miles, and, and, and they were tired. These weren't their kayaks, and they weren't entirely comfortable, like, just sitting in the kayaks that we gave them and, and uh, other excuses. <laughs> and basically uh, decided, you know, they'd have, they were happy to camp and explore the islands, do some hiking. We went up a lighthouse on Sand Island, talked to the rangers, did a tour there. Uh, you know, our, our itinerary was pretty ambitious. We were scheduled to spend the night on sand and then two nights on Bear Island in a uh, primitive camping zone where there are no picnic tables or bear boxes, just basically camping on the beach. And uh, I think that was a little more than they wanted to do. Yeah, and now your website, when you open it up, the, the line that appears on the first page asks the question, are you ready for your adventure? So <laughs> I guess th these guys thought they were, but you adapted the plan when they obviously weren't ready for the extended adventure that you had in mind. Yeah, and it was an ambitious itinerary. And, you know, we have to reserve campsites a month in advance, and it's, it's an open system, so anyone can get in there and reserve them, so we get what we can. And, you know, the trip was planned for five nights and a big loop through the islands and i was looking at it and i was like boy that's a lot so you know i wasn't upset that we didn't make all, all the stops that were planned and in the end the clients were very happy they got to see what they came to see and, and we got lots of pictures in, in the sea caves on sand island and also on the mainland well and you and i uh, a few times on outings hunting and fishing outings we take a break or we cut short a day and say, you know, we don't need to kill ourselves. We're here to have fun. Uh, it's not an ultra marathon. We're not trying to set any records. Obviously, you got to do what the client wants to do, but it's good yeah. that you you can adapt um, if that happens. Yeah, and you know, and we did, and and they weren't pushing, and and we didn't push them. So we kind of just gauged where they were when we made a crossing with you know it was two foot waves and into the wind. And you can tell. You can tell when someone's comfortable and when they're nervous. And, you know, one of our clients was just looking straight ahead, didn't want to turn his neck right or left to see what was going on. And, you know, that's pretty much a sign of not desperation, but just kind of anxiety and, and needing to just get across the water. And, and so he obviously wasn't comfortable in the conditions. And these were fairly average conditions for the apostles. So from that, we were happy that he made the call and we didn't have to say, listen, you know, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah, you're embarked, you're on the way, but the nice thing about the islands and the mainland there as well is that you have options if there are campsites available, and even if there aren't campsites, you can duck under under the wind, so to speak, in the lee of an island if uh, the wind changes, can't you? Yeah, definitely. There's plenty of places to hide. You know, the worst thing is getting caught two miles from anywhere in a storm, um, which just didn't happen for us. 
And something I learned and, and hadn't really experienced was how easy it is once you're out there to change the itinerary. We were able to get cell service on York Island and actually speak with a ranger. So we're the only people on this island. And, you know, we, we called up the park and, and said, listen, we're, you know, here's our current itinerary and we're not going to make it. Is there anything available uh, on this island or, or, or Sand Island, which was nearby? And they accommodated us. We changed our itinerary right there on the spot and set up shop on uh, York for a night and then returned to Sand on a, on a new reservation that we'd made while on the water. Well, that's nice that they're able to uh, that you're able to reach them, and that if they have openings, they'll accommodate you. Yeah, and you know something we found that you know I'd heard about and hadn't really experienced, but is kind of happening in all the parks is that all these sites are reserved. You know, we, we're under the assumption that there's nowhere that we can go because they're all booked. But when we're out there, we're on an island with three campsites on it, and there was no one in any of them. So you know, the rangers know this and realize that they check people off as they go out and so there is an inventory but it's just not clear uh, online what's available you know it kind of happens as you are out there and as people show up or don't show up and and this is a national park uh, the apostle island it is, it is. Yep. yeah yep. i have heard that there are parks where people go online and reserve a campsite for the season or for a week and then they never go there and they never show, yeah. And we found that on, on both the islands that there were book sites that were totally empty for the entire time we were there. Which makes it a little difficult to plan ahead of time, but at least it gives yeah. you uh, an option, a fallback option, if the, the need arises. Yeah, and, and, and other guys had assured me that once you're out there, it's fine. You know, they'll work with you. Mm -hmm. It's not like you will be put out and can't go anywhere. You just need to be able to find a ranger and get in touch. Or, you know, if it gets to be dark and there's an empty campsite, odds are no one's coming. Yeah. You know, it's a, it is an island. They're yeah. not going to drive up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, anyone listening to this who might be considering a trip, a kayak trip, in and among the islands, what should they do ahead of time to prepare? I think they should have, you know, just a good understanding of what they're getting into and their level of kayak ability know just how far they can paddle in a day and be prepared to spend you know three or four hours in a boat at a time they also should understand that it is wilderness camping and you know some of the <laughs> the facilities are are quite rough sometimes it's just a throne in the woods for the bathroom and we packed in all our food be prepared to take on extra gear so there were four of us and we were planning to go for six days so Every kayak, all four kayaks, was loaded to the gill. Got everything in, but there was not much space for anything else. There's two main hatches on the boat, and we tell them, okay, you get the front hatch, we get the back. And, and we're putting our cooking gear in there, we're putting food in there, camp stuff, stoves, saw, you know, all that equipment needs to go somewhere, and we can't put it all in our boat. So don't bring your luxury chair and, you know, all the other things that you might bring car camping. Um, this is very bare bones. And bottom line, they had a good time. They had a great time. What they wanted in the end was to be in the sea caves and to just check out the rocks and get some pictures and and experience the apostles. And, and we gave them that. And I think our, you know, ultimate change of plans of, of going back to the mainland and then 
doing a day trip to the mainland sea caves was uh, a, you know, a great compromise as to, you know, okay, we're not spending days in the islands, but we're going to show you the best of what you can get to at your skill level, basically. Yeah. So your first official formal guide trip was successful and, 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 and taught you a few things, and you, you, you kind of made changes on the fly as you had to. That's what a guide does, and uh, and that's why you pay somebody to take you fishing or take you kayaking or take you elk hunting out in Montana. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, what should anyone who might want to book a trip do? Go to Whitecap Kayak, click on the uh, link, and, and fill out the request form. And we get in contact with you and then, you know, basically find out what you want to do, how long, and how many people. We take kids up to elderly people these guys were in their 70s it's a range and and you know there's many options you know we do half day trips or multi-day up to a week camping in the islands fantastic well john get some rest i know you just got back from that trip and we'll catch up with you again soon sounds great jonathan small my son and a guide with whitecap kayak outfitters out of washburn talking about kayaking on Lake Superior, in and among the Apostle Islands. You can learn more at whitecapkayak.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. 
If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for sticking with us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. They've got great deals on both new and used boats. So if you're in the market, Check their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. 60 square miles of fun on the water. CastleRock-Petenwell.com And by Huntworth Gear. High-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com If you happen to miss our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, which of course is in reruns now, and it may not be on the air where you live if you're outside of the metro Milwaukee area, but you can watch past episodes anytime online at milwaukeepbs.org. And our TV show, Deer Hunt Wisconsin, is available all the time on our Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. If you missed any dates or things we mentioned on the show or want to hear it again, you can listen online and subscribe to our podcast at lake-link.com slash DSO radio. You can leave us a message on Facebook at Dan Small Outdoors or Twitter at DSO radio. And you can reach Jeff at Hardwater Jeff. You'll find him all over social media and you can find me on Facebook at Dan Small Outdoors. Our friends at Ballard's Black Island Resort are offering a two-for-one summer deal, and it's not going to last. This is a great opportunity for an incredible fishing experience on Lake of the Woods. I've been up there several times. We've caught tons of walleyes along with smallmouths, northerns, perch, crappies, and even a few muskies. And this is guided fishing at its best, complete with shore lunches and the whole nine yards, and great meals back at the lodge as well. Could be the trip of a lifetime for a couple or a father-son, father-daughter team. Take advantage of this two-for-one opportunity. It might not happen again. For details, visit blackisland.com and tell them you heard about it on Outdoors Radio. And if you have any items for the calendar, email us at dsoradio at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. You can also purchase his CD, Anglin' Wayne and the Trollers, which features our two theme songs, along with another 10 songs to round out a 12-pack of fishing songs. I'm Dan Small. Jeff will be back next week. Get outside this weekend, and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. Just that needle bell now. Let's get to the perfect speed. Oh, how I love leaving the shore behind. When the cool night swallows the moose's nose and the heron is fishing on one cold leg 
When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you When my wrist gets a little chilly On the gunnel When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey 